1: to celebrate Black History Month, and what better place? I can't tell you how honored I am to be standing in this church. The oldest independent African-American church on the face of the planet. We come standing on the shoulders Of greatness and we come knowing whose we are and how we got to be who we are am I right and so just for a few moments and and I'll talk a little bit about this you know what Reverend Tillman mentioned that you know he Thurman Tillman I'm Michael Thurman I have to always tell this and you know how our folk are sometimes we get confused and when I travel around Georgia all the time, especially when I'm deep in South Georgia, some folk get Thurman Tillman and Michael Thurman mixed up. I go in some places, they think I'm who? Thurman Tillman. One lady told me, said, you look a lot taller in the pool pit." When you're standing up there, the Mr. LeWine, the you look a lot taller than you look now. I said, ma'am, God has a way of building you up. <laughs> and he know I'm going to tell this story because this really did happen. One time I was there near Wake Cross, and this sister came up and said, you, you preached uh, revival at my church last summer. I said, "No, ma'am, and she said, no, you preached. I, I said, no, ma'am. She said, you just bought the house down. I said, no. She said, I just talked to all my friends about how you preach, Reverend Thurman. I said, ma'am, that. She said, and you know what? I want to give you a little love off and here, $20. And I said, God be the glory. Now I'm going to give Reverend 12 them that $20 back one of these days, but not today. <laughs> In Jeremiah 6.16, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient past. Ask where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Stand at the crossroads, look, ask for which path? The ancient path. Now I'm going to give you C.A. Thurman's interpretation of that scripture. A Georgia shellcropper. Couldn't read and write. My daddy. He would sell you if he could speak this morning. Don't ever forget where you come from. James Weldon Johnson would say. Stony the road we trod, Stony that old ancient road was. Bitter the chastened rod, Felt in days when hope unborn had died. And yet with a steady beat. Have not our weary feet come to this place for which our fathers sighed. want to talk to you a little bit about black history, about the ancient path. And y'all know that ancient path. It's the road you take when you go back down to Big Mama's house. That's the ancient road, isn't it? The ancient road is that dirt road that you were raised on. Isn't that the ancient road? The ancient road is that street that led to the housing projects. The street that takes you to Yammer Cross. That's the ancient road, isn't it? But isn't it interesting that Jeremiah is speaking to the Hebrew people when they are confused and lost and disturbed and frustrated. They are concerned that Trump might end up back in the White House. And what Is spoken is that when you're confused, when you don't know what to do, you don't know where to turn, you don't know where to go, when money is short, what you need to do is follow what? The ancient path. Follow the road that Big Mama taught you to follow. When money is short and the bills are due, and clothes need to be purchased, and the credit card is maxed out. Big mama taught you how to let out and take in and go on about your business, didn't you? Huh? Come on, didn't you? When money is short and credit can't be found, my daddy, your daddy, your granddaddy taught us all how to make do with what you got. Now the young folk don't even know what make and do is. And so somebody what is making do? What is making do? Whatever you got, you make that do until you can get something else. That's what make and do is. Am I right? Oftentimes as people, you know, we spend a lot of time praying for the things we don't have. Praying for the new Lexus, praying for the new Mercedes-Benz that we don't thank God enough for the old Ford that's paid for, that's running, and that get us anywhere we need to go. We ought to thank God for the Ford that's paid for. And and y'all know Mercedes is a German word. Y'all know what that means translated into English? Mercedes. Lord have mercy on these pavements. Mercy. These. <laughs> you know that, did you young brother? See you like We pray. We pray for the house we don't have. When we ought to thank God for the roof that's over our head this morning. And you know that we don't, we don't, we don't thank God enough for the blessings that we do have. The saying goes is you, you, you count your blessings. Am I right? But on the other side of counting your blessings, we have to learn how to make our blessings count. Come on now. You just count them but don't do nothing with them. You count your blessing, young people, that, that, that you inherited Big Mama's voice where you can sing in the choir, right? But that voice can pay for your tuition at Savannah State University. Sometimes you have to think about And when you get to Social Security age, you begin to look back and wonder. People, the young man introduced me. Pastor, you did a great job. Reverend, thank you so much. Give him a hand. Give him the young man who introduced me. Thank you so much. The thing about introductions is they only tell you the good stuff. Am I right? They tell you the degrees you may have earned, but they don't tell you the the classes you flunked on the way to getting to the degree. Am I right? They tell you about the elections you won, but they don't tell you about the ones you lost. (coughs) They tell you about what I got, but they don't tell you about what I didn't have, right? So I could have given you a better introduction. Your speaker today, raised by a man, couldn't read or write, lived in a house with no indoor running royalty, was 16 years old. Don't let the little silk tie fool you. And see, I ain't the only one know something about outhouse in 1st AB this morning, am I? Oh, unless y'all are sophisticated, church. But ain't God good? Some great folk have gone into and come out of outhouse in a day, am I right? And so sometimes when I count my blessings, there were nine of us in a house where the wallpaper was more for insulation than it was for decoration. And in the middle of winter, Reverend Tim, you had to go through and nail and tack the wallpaper back on the walls. Am I right? Nine of us in a house with no bathroom. And ain't God good? Now it's two of us in a house with five bathrooms. Am I right? Isn't that good? And when Zola ain't there sometime, you know what I'll do? I go down in the bathroom and just flush, and I said, thank you, Jesus. And I just go in here and flush, and thank you, Jesus, because you got to count your blessings. If you grew up without one, won't you thank God for the blessings when you do have one? Am I right? And you know, God got a sense of humor, because God got a sense of humor, because we had a problem with our sanitary sewer system, so, 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 so it wasn't working right. So in DeKalb County, we checked, we got about two million different bathrooms and commodes in DeKalb County, Georgia, 800,000 people. And if the system was decrepit and neglected, and God was sitting up there on his throne, and I guess he turned to Peter and said, well, who are we going to find to go fix all those bathrooms down there in DeKalb County, Georgia? And, and Peter said, go get the little, little Negro that grew up with no bathroom and put him in charge. Put him in charge. And I I boy that didn't have one, now I'm in charge of 1.8 million of them. Ain't I'm good? Ain't God good? I'm proud of that. So you get to the crossroads. The scripture said, stand, be still. Sometimes we running. We running. And grandmama and mama used to tell us when it was lightning and thunder, you had to be what? Quiet. Be still. Be still. COVID taught us. You don't have to run to The mall every Saturday. Be what? Still. Then the scripture says, once you be still, you look. You look around. And sometimes trouble come in your life, right? And we think that's a bad thing. But you don't count your friends when you got a pocket full of money. Don't count your friends the morning after you win the lottery. You better count your friends when you're broke. You better look around. When they're saying bad things about you, when they're lying about you, when they're questioning not just you, but they're questioning your, your, your Christianity. You better open your eyes. Look around. And then the scripture says, ask. Ask. What the young folks say, you better ask somebody. (laughs) And finally, scripture says, verse A B, once you have stopped, once you've looked, once you've asked for direction, you better walk. You better do something. You better do something. You better walk yourself to school to, to, to the school board meeting. You better walk yourself to city council meeting. You better do something. Yeah, God'll bless you. But you go ahead to bless yourself. Don't just go walk into the school district or to the schoolhouse when it's time to cuss somebody out. Where are my teachers? Where are my educators? Raise your hand. Let's give our educators a round of applause. Lord, we love you. Now wait, it's not just current. I want retired and active educators. Raise your hand. Everybody, all my educators. Now wait, I don't want just teachers. I need bus drivers. I need food and nutrition. I need janitors and ma... I need all my educators. Raise your hand. Because let me tell you something, if you're a bus driver and the buses don't run, the school of kids ain't at school, right? And God forbid, if the cooks don't cook, school is out. So it takes all of us. Teachers, what's the most difficult, challenging thing we have to face with our parents? Getting them to do what? Participate. Show up not show up to show out but what show up show up show up yeah. and not just at sport game but show up mm-hmm. i tell when i was school superintendent i tell my parents We asked, what's the weather? Is it going to be hot or cold tomorrow? Is it going to rain? Did the Hawks or the Falcons win? Did the Tigers beat Miles College? What was cash (laughs) three? You ask questions about things what you're interested in. Parents, your children come home in the afternoon, don't ever fail to ask them what? How was your day? What happened at school today? And 99 and 9, 10 times out of 100, what are they going to say to you? Nothing. Nothing. But parents, it's not the answer, it's what? The question that's important. Because if you ask the question, you are communicating to your child that education is what? Important. It's important. And I know, as I close, that every parent doesn't have college degrees, PhDs, master's degrees. And I know not maybe in Chatham County, but there are some school districts where parents feel intimidated by what they don't know. And consequently, they may not want to be embarrassed because maybe they can't read. So I remember when I was growing up, one of the happiest times of my life that I still remember is that between the cotton fields and my dad had worked at the chicken poultry at, on the midnight show. He would Shell crop cotton during the day, he worked at the chicken poultry at night. And between the cotton fields and the chicken poultry, he would help me do my homework. Old wood stove burning He there helping me do my homework. I can still hear him to this day saying, son, you can figure it out. Keep trying. And I guess Reverend Tillman, I was sixth, seventh grade. You know, we learning to spell the states. And the hardest state to spell is what? Mississippi. All those S's. I challenged my daddy to spell Mississippi. And he couldn't do it. And I remember making fun at him because daddy can't spell Mississippi. Well, after that, my mom called me aside and she said, son, don't ever embarrass your dad again. Because he can't read. And he can't write. Well, that hurt me. But then I started thinking, if daddy can't read and daddy can't write, how was he tutoring me in English? (laughs) How was he helping me with math and science and social studies? If he can't read and he can't write, I was a grown man, married with a daughter, before I figured it out. Daddy couldn't read, daddy couldn't write, but by his presence, the fact that he was there in the room with me was all the support and encouragement I needed. And someone mentioned it, y'all see it every Friday night. Mama sitting up there on the 50-yard line, don't know nothing about football, don't know linebacker from field goal, but when he look up there and see you, that's all he needs. You go to, you, you go to classical concerts, your child is playing a violin or a cello, you don't know Bach, you don't know Beethoven, but they're gonna always look out there and see you, and that is all that she needs. Is to be what? Present. That's right. So I leave y'all on this Sunday. Be present. Be present. Go to crosswalks. Follow the ancient path. And the last thing daddy told me that old dirty dirt road, he said, Boy, you see that road? I, yes, I see it. He said, that's a magic road. I said, that's just old dirt road when it rains, we can't even get out and down here to the the pavement. We have to wait till till the mud dry. He said, boy, that's a magic road. I said, what's magic about it? He said, if you get on it with faith in God and a belief in hard work, that old dirt road will take you anywhere you want to go in life. follow the ancient road. They didn't have PhDs, they didn't have master's degrees, they may not have know how to read and write, but they knew a true and a righteous God, and that was
0: Wow. Listen, we can all be present. And there are those who right now want to have a better life but don't really have an idea of where to start. And one way to start is to have a clear path with someone who loves you, someone who cares for you. Well, well, who is that? I know my parents love me, yeah, but the children sing a song, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus loved me. How? Because the Bible tells me so. But what does the Bible say? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. You are in the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son That whoever believes in him. Yeah. Shall not perish but have everlasting life. But verse 17 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Too many folk don't want to have a relationship with God because they don't want to have a relationship with church folk. So many times we're so condemning of what they have done, what they've said, but yet God says, I love you. And listen, we all have to admit where we came from or where we still are. And God loves us in spite of. There may be those today who said, I need the Lord in my life. I want to come today, I want to give God my heart, I I want to start, I want to be present, I want God to be present in my life, and everything I say and do. We're going to pray a prayer that if you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, we want you to pray this prayer with us in the building and online. After we pray this prayer, the prayer is a prayer that you come to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, you become His disciple. And then we extend an invitation for you to join and be a member of First African after you have accepted Christ. So, if you want to accept Christ, please repeat these words after me. If you want him into your life today, you will say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart, Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The Bible says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. If you're here on today, you've accepted Christ, and you want to join and become a member of First African Baptist Church, just come on down the aisle. Give us your hand. Give God your heart. If you're online, please go ahead and type the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, on today. Just type the word S-A-V-E-D, and we'll get back with you to be an online member of First African Baptist Church. Won't you come? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have two more announcements. While you stand, standing, just have two more announcements um, with this humble self, amen. Our bass guitar player, Daniel Jackson. Head coach of Calvary girls basketball team won the regional championship on last night the regional championship I mean just so humble regional championship God bless you we thank God we celebrate with you we give God praise, honor, and glory. Don't forget that the Girl Scout cookies downstairs, um, and also not just Girl Scout cookies downstairs. Our brother Thurman will be signing his book. Amen. He'll be down there signing book. You gotta, you gotta buy it, then he'll sign it. <laughs> but if you like to get a book um, about Ogathor, he didn't talk much about Ogathor. You will see it in the book, and um, we're so grateful. And I, I'm, I'm gonna let him. Well, I gotta. I do the closing prayer. You want to say something about like Oglethorpe before I do the prayer? Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. he got all, he got all into preaching. Y'all saw that
1: one of his degrees was amazing was religion, so he he got all into that. You know, <laughs> go ahead. No, James Oglethorpe. Just in two seconds, it's an Oglethorpe you never knew. James Oglethorpe was one of the first white men in North America to oppose slavery. What started him on his journey? You see the gentleman here with the turban wrote a letter. He was enslaved in Maryland, in Arabic. The letter was transported across, back to the Atlantic, to London. It fell into possession of Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe had the letter translated. He was so affected by the contents of the letter, this gentleman writing to his parents and his wife and his children, Oglethorpe arranged for his passage to England. Uh, He ended up meeting with the king and queen of England, Ended up back in Africa and triggered Oglethorpe's journey from being a slave trader to being one of the first abolitionists on the planet. So I'll talk to you downstairs. <laughs>
0: amen, amen. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, thank you for the opportunity to worship you this day in spirit and in truth in this black history moment, God. God, we know that black history is here every day, not just in February. We are part of American history. We are part of world history, God. So thank you for the opportunity to just do those things you'd have us to do, to be transformers in this community and in this world. Thank you for the word of God that was spoken on today. Thank you for our speaker, bless he, his family. God be with all of those who travel to be with us, all of our guests, give them safe passage back to their homes and place of abode. And now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit would rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let the people of God say amen Amen and praise God. connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.